Blog Talk Radio. We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. Stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other. Hold up each other's arms and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army. So we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go bride! Our soon coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministry, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Dr. June Knight. Listen, Bride, it is my honor to host ministers from all over the world. We are honored to hear their life stories because it is for God's glory. What is their journey like? Listen with us today as we give God glory for this person. Amen. invite you to our website at watbradio.com. We are also on Facebook and Twitter at WATB Radio. I want to take a moment before we get started with our guest to say that we are honoring today the National Day of Mourning. Today we mourn for the unborn. Today we mourn for our nation. We grieve for our nation before the throne this morning uh, for the killing of millions of baby at on our watch in our land. We take it very seriously what our country has done to God and what the church has done to God. So today, if you would just take a few minutes today to just pray and repent and ask the Lord to forgive us as a church, as the bride, and to forgive us as a nation for passing laws uh, that would actually kill people like this and hurt people. 
And also, Brad, I want to tell you that the other day uh, in my new apartment here, I had an open vision in my morning intercession. I was standing by my uh, sliding glass doors looking outside like I do at the sky when I pray. And the sky opened up, and it, there was a portal. The Lord allowed me to see this portal, but the portal opened up, and I saw the great cloud of witnesses come through that porter, portal. When the great cloud of witnesses come through, they were looking down at our nation, and they was looking down at the bride, and I was weeping, bride. I was weeping because in my mind, while they were looking, I saw in the spirit they are seeing a bloody bride. This is a bride that has voted for this and has partnered with this mess. This is a very serious offense to the throne of God. And the Lord allowed me to see this, and I was asking the Lord, please forgive your bride. Please forgive us for partnering with this mess, Lord. And then on behalf of the nation, and I was looking at them, and I was thinking, what do we really, what do we really look like before the throne? And so today, if we could, as a bride across the world, I know we have people even watching on uh, our WATV radio Facebook page that are from different countries. Listen, please pray for America. And there are other countries all over the world that vote for abortion and that allow the abortions to take place across the world. We need to repent to the Lord because this is very grievous. So today, if we can just take a few moments to do that, Brad, on today, the National Day of Mourning. Okay, now let's introduce our guest. Good morning, Miss Angela McIntosh. How you doing, ma'am? Hello, Miss Angela. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had my phone muted. Forgive me. <laughs> it's all right. How are you doing today? I'm do I'm doing very well. I'm in good spirits. Although um, hearing about your your open vision uh, it, it did turn my attention back to this very serious problem of abortion and um, and how the Lord revealed um, the the grief of it to me in such a powerful way. Um, it was several well, months ago. Well, share with his sister what happened. Well, several months. Well, I, I I can hear in the spirit, and um, it usually happens when I'm when I'm asleep though, and 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 I I wake up, you know, still hearing it. And um, several months ago, um, in the spirit, I actually heard a baby being aborted, and I oh, heard. My. The it was awful. I heard the scream, you know, the scream. It was like three short bursts of just screams, like, you know, just three short bursts at a time. And um, I, I, it, it, it so disturbed me. It was about, it was about a 3.34 in the morning. I got up and, um, I, you know, I knew that the Lord wanted me to share this, you know. So I jumped on Facebook and I just let people know, hey, listen, this is what just happened to me. I heard a, a, a baby being aborted, and I, I was just—I was very grieved in my heart. It was—and and when I, when, when the Lord gives me something that powerful, when I wake up, in my heart, the the, the sensation of pain—it—it it, it manifests physically. I can—it's I, like someone physically assaulted my heart. It's a, it's a heart attack in, in a real way, you know, but not like the normal kind that you think of. And so. Um, Yes, this is something that 
you know, pe- the, especially people who call themselves by the name of the Lord, uh, it's it, it's hard to over-impress upon you that if you are supporting this, you need to stop with the speed of light because God okay. hates this very, very much. It's very unjust and cruel in his eyes. Yes, you know what? I was reading Psalm 139 the other day, and he, the Lord talked to us uh, in Psalm 139 about how he sees us. Oh, Angela, we are so precious to him. Yeah. And, and in Psalm 139, he talks about that. He talks about how it's going to make me cry, but how he formed us in his womb, how he knows everything about us, like he knows what's behind us, he knows what's before us, he knows what's in our heart, he knows what's in our mouth, like he knows us. All of those those aborted babies are aborted destinies. That's why I cannot fathom how not just Christians could vote for this, but how ministers, I mean, I, I know a bunch of them, they're my friends on Facebook, a bunch of ministers that vote for that. It's so sad. But, Brad, we're going to move on because this today is about a servant of the Lord, Angela McIntosh. And I am I have her on here because I met her, Brad, at one of those balls. And she is such a... Um, <laughs> uh, I, I want to say, I'm trying to think of the right word, but it's a very, uh, I want to say alluring, very... Uh, you're drawn to her when you're around her because she she has such a spirit of excellence about her. She's a very beautiful woman inside and out. But uh, I want to read you her bio so you uh, that are new and maybe do not know her yet, uh, you can get to know her. Angela McIntosh has devoted her life to public service. For 13 years, she was active duty in the U.S. Army and is a veteran of the 1991-92 Persian Gulf War. Upon being honorably discharged from the Army, she transitioned to a position as a general scientist with the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, NRC, where she remained for 17 years until retirement in May of 2017. Angela's volunteer activities include membership in Christians United for Israel, the largest pro-Israel advocacy group in the nation, serving as a panel member for the Heritage Foundation to help develop voter guides, service as the secretary and treasurer for the Republican Women of Frederick County, teaching children at her church, and in 2018, serving as Coalition Director for Maryland Senatorial Candidate Dr. Tony Campbell. Angela's education includes technical training in health physics and preventative medicine, along with a Bachelor of Science degree in healthcare management from Southern Illinois University, where she graduated magna cum laude. Bam! Come on, girl! (laughs) I just saw that magna cum laude. I graduated cum laude, so boo you, woman. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Angela is the recipient of multiple awards received during her service while in the Army and at the NRC. Yay! Thank you, Angela. Service to our country. 
Well, thank you for that uh, very gracious um, introduction. I love it, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, Angela, I've got to ask you before we get started on your testimony, what is it like being a woman in the military? That's got, I know people ask you that all the time. Well, um, I know what it was like when I was in. I don't know if it's changed much over the years, but um, when I was in, um, you just, you had to, of course, you had, you, you, there was a standard that is higher than, you know, it, it is in the general population, to be, to be honest. But we were generally yeah. treated um, the same way as male soldiers were, and if you showed up and you, you did your job and you were where you were supposed to be and you were honest and, and you had integrity, you know, you could get promoted um, if, if you were, you know, did your job well and, and, and just stayed out of trouble. Um, and so I, I look back upon my military years with fondness. Um, I, I know that when I, I got out when the Lord wanted me to get out, and if I had stayed longer, it would have been, uh, you know, uh, more of a, it would have been a negative experience for me. But, but looking back on it, I, I have, I, I am very grateful for my time in the army. I, I think the Lord really worked through that to help develop my character. Well, um, I want you, Angela, to take us back in time. Uh, where was you born, and like, what kind of family was you raised in? Was you raised in a big family, little family, or what? Well, uh, I have to sadly admit that I was raised in a dysfunctional family. Um, yeah. I, uh, like so many people. I mean, my story in many ways is, is typical of, of, of probably most people's stories. Um, I, I came along uh, from a mother who was young, and um, she herself had had a, you know, a, a negative, growing, uh, negative childhood and so I was born in, in, in a situation where, uh, where the, you know, the woman is, is unmarried, she's single. And my father, uh, he wasn't a destitute kind of a person or, or anything like that, but he just had no interest in my life. So my mother being as young as she was, she was only like 19 at the time, uh, she yeah. gave me away to her, to her great auntie and, so this this woman raised me, and um, there were things she she made a lot of mistakes. Let me put it that way. And you know, I was like like so many women. I'm, you know, part of my testimony is you know I was sexually abused um, when I was you know very young, and, and and all that sort of thing. You know, and, and just growing up and seeing things that you know young eyes really shouldn't see and be exposed to. Um, and so, but but the one thing that I can say that was positive about my great aunt. Now she she's a, she was an interesting person. She believed in God, but she lived like he didn't exist. You know, uh, she did her oh, own yeah. thing. Yeah, she did her own thing to the max. But what she did do right was she planted a seed of faith in me from a very young age. She. Um, would sing songs to me, you know, the Yes, Jesus Loves Me song, you know, and she would tell me that there is, there is a God and, you know, he loves you and he'll forgive you for anything. And that really fascinated me as, as a very young child because I would think of the worst thing I could possibly do. I, and, and, and at that time it was killing somebody. So I would say, but what if I kill somebody? And she would say, he'll forgive you. And I, I was fascinated by that. <laughs> um, and, um, 
So a seed of faith was planted in me. Unfortunately, by the lifestyle that she lived, that faith was also damaged, but um, God was able to work through that to eventually bring me to faith. And then I ha- it was a rocky journey, though, to, to get to where I am right now, to be honest. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I was just gonna gonna say that it was rocky because you know I and this is this is also a part of uh, many people's testimonies. Unfortunately, um, I grew up. I, I was given you know I, the fear of God was put in me in terms of you know you're, if you don't repent you're, you're you're you know you're going you're going to go to hell. But um, and that was good because I did repent. But um, then I wasn't disciple. <laughs> You know, yeah. I wasn't. You know, and if you're not discipled, what you create is a confused believer um, who whose whose heart is either rocky or you know, it, it, their their heart cannot be made more tender towards the Lord, so that you know they can grow in their faith. And you know, yeah. I, I was. It got bad enough that at, at, when I was about 15, um, a, a, a visiting preacher. Uh, came to my town, and um, I didn't know him, you know. He didn't know me, but he made a sexual advance toward me, and it shocked me and scared me, and um, I didn't respond to it, but, um, um, (coughs) excuse me, but um, when I saw him get up that evening and preach a sermon as if nothing happened, I was just done with Christianity. I did. I didn't see any power in it. I didn't. I did not see any authenticity in it, and so it wasn't really doing any anything for me. And um, so I just walked away from it. And um, then then begins the journey of trying to find happiness. You know, of trying to find meaning and making one mistake after another because. Apart from God being central in that journey, you don't have truth and you don't have power. You don't have anything to lean on. You don't have anyone to help you. And right. Yes. Yeah, so um, um, I um, you know, I, I was married a couple times during that time. You know, and I, I lived like the like the world in many ways. I joined the military, which helped me to keep you know helped me to keep good behavior. To be honest. Because there are things in the army, at least at that time, that you know that you can do as a civilian that could get you prosecuted in the army. Let me give you an example. If 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 it is proven, that is a key word. If it's proven, if, if someone can prove that you committed adultery, at that time you could be prosecuted for that. Um, that that oh. doesn't mean that I lived a perfect sexual life. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was some fornication going on there with me, but. Um, it generally helped me to have a, a better moral compass than, you know, the average person um, who was, who you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. So I, there's a couple, of, a couple of marriages are part of my testimony, and just making, you know, just living like the world, thinking like the world. At that time, I thought abortion was just fine um, because, you know, the um, the world says that, you know, it's her body, and she's master over her body and, and treats the, the baby as almost like an invader of her body that she can choose to get rid of if, if she wants to. So I had that yeah. worldly thinking, oh, my God, I had to repent from that when I came back to the Lord. 
Yeah. And um, so um, I coming back to the Lord did I, I was out of the army at that time. This was um, it was by this time I was working for the federal government, and um, then September 11th happened, and I was at my agency, and um, after the first plane had run into the Twin Towers, of course we didn't know there was going to be a second one, but we were standing around the television monitors in the hallways, and we were staring at it. You know, every, everybody's trying to make out what in the world, you know, how could this have happened? And then when the yeah. second yeah, when the second one hit, June, when the second one hit, I knew in my spirit. I had not repented by then, okay, but still, I knew in my spirit, this is not an accident. There is no way this is an accident, this is intentional, this is an act of war. I just knew it instantly. And so at that time, now I'm, 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 I'm in the federal government in, in the D.C. area, right, and I yeah. have colleagues that are in the Capitol building uh, when all this is going on. They were, they were in the Capitol building attending a course. And so you couldn't communicate with anybody because, you know, the cell phone towers and whatnot were overwhelmed. We didn't know. I, I, I had just gotten out of the military about a year at, at, that, at that time, and my former yeah. commanding officer had been reassigned to the Pentagon. <laughs> the Pentagon gets hit. And so, it, you know, we are, of course, we're, everybody's freaked out. And um, so I got off work early, and I drove home, and the first thing I did, of course, was turn on the TV. And by that time, June, by that time, people were jumping out of the Twin Towers because I know. Only- that was so sad. Oh. Oh. I cried oh so Yeah, it, it was it, – so I'm thinking – I'm just looking at it, and, of course, I am stunned, like everybody else was. And I remember saying to myself so clearly, if there is not a God, I need to go and find a gun and shoot myself because at least that way I can control how I die and I don't have to be at the mercy of another sinful, godless human being. And at that moment, I cried out, and I said, oh, this is how backslidden I was. I wasn't sure God existed anymore. I was that backslidden. So I cried out, and I said, oh, God, please be there. Please be there. I was terrified. I was terrified out of my mind. In fact, driving, uh... driving home, oh, another thing, at my federal building, if you looked out one window, you could see the smoke rising from the Pentagon. So that's, that vision's in my head. I'm driving home. The fear's so thick, you can cut it with a knife. It was like the collective fear of everybody in the D.C. metro area put together. It, it, it had a presence, June. It was so thick. I go wow. home. People, people are jumping out of the Twin Towers, and, and now I'm crying, oh, God, please be there. Please be there. Please be there. And so this was a Tuesday. I always remember the day that 9-11 happened. It happened on a Tuesday. That next Sunday, I was in church. I repented, and I, it was like a fire was lit in me, and ever since then, I, I have just been on fire to do God's will, and it's been the best thing 
aside from my initial salvation experience, the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's awesome. So talk to us now that uh, 9-11, well, I mean, that's one good thing that happened out of 9-11 was that you got saved. I mean, that is an amazing story, especially the testimony coming from Washington, D.C. You know, that you was here in the thick of it, you was in the military, and it caused you to come back to the Lord. That's a great thing. Well, I just want to say that... uh, when I met you a couple of weeks ago, uh, Miss Marilyn's watching the show. Hello, Marilyn. Marilyn was with me when we met you at that ball. And uh, when you you meet her now, Bride, you would not even recognize that this is the same woman that you're hearing about. Because now she looks uh, like the Lord has just established you. You know, like... He, from the way it looks, is like the Lord has just taken all of that uh, trauma and all of that harm and just made you into such a beautiful woman. So since 9-11, since you got saved, how did your journey change versus the time that you had before that was so rocky at that point to now? What has happened? Well, what the Lord did immediately with me was he sent me someone to disciple me. And the very interesting aspect of that is that the person he sent to disciple me was not physically ever present with me. <laughs> and what I mean is he discipled me literally yeah. over, over the TV by Dr. Charles Stanley. Uh, oh, was, yes. Yeah, yes, based in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm, yeah, Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. Yes. Um, it was from Dr. Stanley that I learned that I could have a relationship with Jesus Christ on a day-to-day basis. I, I, it may sound shocking, but I didn't know that before because in my prior church, I was not told, you need to get up, you need to carve time out for the Lord every day. You need to read the Bible every day and get God's direction for you. They didn't, they didn't teach that. So I thought that being a Christian was just about saying, okay, God, I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me. Save me from hell. And then going to church every Sunday and then hearing a, 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 a choir rock out a, you know, an awesome you know, gospel uh, 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 repartee and, 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 yeah. and, being, and being bored for the next 30 minutes or 45 minutes by a preacher who's not saying anything. <laughs> Seriously, uh-huh. I yeah. was just telling the sermon out because it was just a bunch of, you know, grandstanding and sweating and pacing and not a meaningful message. But Dr. Stanley, um, he gave, first of all, he gave meaningful messages, and that was a shock to me because I thought that it, it was some kind of rule that you had to be bored about, you know, at, at, at a sermon. That sounds funny, but it's true. Yeah. He, gave me, he gave me meaningful messages. He told me what he, he helped me understand what it was like to be a disciple, um, which, which, you know, a large part of that is just carving out time for the Lord every day in his word and in prayer, getting direction from God in which he will speak to you clearly off the pages of Scripture and even in your, you know, the rhema word in your heart. And so that is the huge difference between my initial experience my initial salvation experience 
and this experience. It was from learning that, that I learned that, you know, hearing from God not only means in the Bible, it also means making sure that you're in church every chance you can, you, you can be and expecting God to give you direction through the mouths of his messengers at church. And so that's the reason why I was able to leave my federal government job when I was supposed to. It's because I had learned how to hear from the Lord, you know, uh, and um, it's something that I, I, of course, I'm still doing. You have to do it for the rest of your life. I'm learning how yeah, to I... hear from the Lord. Yeah. So that's basically the big difference right there. <laughs> yes. Now, let's go ahead and move up to today. Uh, you are in what part of Maryland? So I'm in the western part of Maryland. Western, um, okay. Yes. Now tell us that, uh, what are you doing today? You mean just, um, you mean in this in this period of time? Yes, yes. Okay. So um, I am active in the local um, Republican women's um Group, as and of course I remain active in church as um, a teacher to children. My spiritual gift is teaching, and yeah. uh, when I when I was actually at my federal government job, I also had a ministry there, uh, leading a Bible discussion group. And so, um, uh, you know, at, at that time I prepared the, the the discussion lessons, and I would you know teach them, and we would discuss them and that sort of thing. But I'm teaching at the church, teaching children at the church that I'm that I, that I'm at. I continue to do that. But aside from that, the other thing, the other main thing in my life is being part of the Republican Women's Group because this is another revelation that too many Christians don't have. That revelation. Oh, sister, it is this. We are to be salt. We are, there's so much confusion in, in, in this area, but we are to be salt and light in every aspect of life. It, it, yes. That does not only mean that, you know, we, we, we're salt and light in the sense that, that we share the gospel, which, of course, we, we need to do that. But what I'm saying is God's people need to be involved in the civil government. And if you don't realize that, all you have to do is look at Roe versus Wade all by itself. You know, where was the church when that horrible law was passed? Why, weren't, why was the church not fasting and praying to get it overturned as soon, or, or why was the church not fasting and praying to even prevent it from becoming a law? Where was God's people? So that in these United States of America, founded by Christians, you know, they planted a cross in, 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 in a beach on Virginia. I forget the year. It was like 1607 or something like that whatever year it was, and they claimed this land for Jesus Christ. Claimed the land for, for Christ. Where was God's people when that horrible law got passed? Where was God's people when prayer was taken out of schools? Where was God's people? We were not involved in the civil government. The church was not in the way that it should have been. And we all, as most people now realize, we so closely almost fell off of a cliff Come on. until the Thank Lord, you, woman. oh, my gosh, we were, it was one more step, and that step would have been the presidency of Hillary Clinton, and yes. we would have fallen into the abyss. 
we would have yes. fallen into the pit. This country has already been changed from what it, you know, from what God intended in so many ways anyway. But that would have been the straw that broke the camel's back. If that now had tell happened. us, in case some people watching do not understand, tell us why. what is your opinion based on that? Because, Bride, you have to look at who's saying this. This woman is a retired military woman, an educated woman. Okay, so tell us again, why do you feel that way about if she would have won the presidency? Well, I believe the Lord is revealing things about her care. He, he's been doing it, you know, for people who have been paying attention. But yeah. um, he's revealing things about, you know, just how wicked a person she, you know, she is. And I don't, you know, I don't misunderstand me, people. I am not here, you know, to, just to throw, you know, bad words around or whatever, however you want to term that. Um, I pray yeah. for her, just, just like I pray for everybody else. But she, she is what she is, okay? And, um, you know, she's, um, there, there's this thing out that, that's been, it, it, it's out there. Uh, whether or not people believe it is another thing. And, and, but it's out there. It's out there in places like Facebook and on Twitter. You know, a little thing called... Um, it's called oh, Pizzagate. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, it's you know it's things like that, and um, she is reputed to be part of those kinds of things, um, and I believe that I believe that that it's 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 almost without a doubt true. Um, I I I follow great you know ministers of God and. And, and one of the one of the people that um, I listen to is a, is a prophet by the name of Perry Stone, and he gets a word from the Lord at, at every presidential election. And the word that he got now I wasn't following him at the time, so let me clarify that. But back when you know the Clintons first came to power, the word that he got when they came to power was that the spirit of, of Ahab and Jezebel is about to enter Washington D.C. That's the word he got. He shared that with his partners at the time. And so when you when you look at what Ahab and Jezebel was into, yeah. when you look at what they were into, they were into the kind of um, idolatry that involves the worship of gods that um, are very sexually impure. Well, the all all of any any idolatry is, is is impure, but very sexually impure and um gods that um sacrifice children. Okay. Well it all back to them. Do you remember back in New York City when they brought that uh they was a part of bringing that Arch of Bell. Yeah. That which yeah. has to do with child sacrifice. But my point, um, as a media personality uh, to that choice of presidency is above all that, okay? Above all that is the platform. Yeah. That's what I keep telling Christians, you have to vote, because they'll say, well, I voted for a Democrat, and he was pro-life. I'm like, really? You have one person that's pro-life, but the whole platform is for abortion? Yeah. I mean, it's... 
of none effect. It, it's it's ludicrous. Uh, they may be saying that to pull in people, but the platform of the whole is antichrist. The whole thing is is all against Christianity, and it's all against everything we stand for. In you know, fact, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I was just, you know, picking up on that whole, the, the platform that they stand for is Antichrist, which I totally agree with. Um, people need to remember what they've done in the past to expose themselves, Dr. June. Remember that, that there, I, th I believe it was the 2012 convention that they, you know, they did a resolution um, to um, adopt God into their platform and, and, um, the attendees booed it. They booed it. And so now wow. they, they booed God, okay. Now, I, they, they adopted, you know, supposedly adopted, you know, the, the platform to at least acknowledge God. But the bottom line is every principle that they stand for is anti-Christ in its nature. And so, you know, Jesus said, if you oh. want to understand a person, you look at their fruit. You don't just listen to their word. It's not their word that reveals them. It's their fruit. And so I, I agree with you. How can you vote for someone who supports a platform that is so godless and so harmful, even if that That's one right. person somehow, somehow really meant what they said? They're, they're, you know, they are so vastly outnumbered by the, the, the rest of their, you know, cohorts that you're voting for a platform that is, 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 is against God's will. And how do, you, how do you justify that before the Lord? Exactly. Well, you think about a vine, okay? When you are attached to a rotten vine, it is going to cause you to become rotten. I mean, it's common sense all the way around. When you when you vote for something, you are putting your stamp of approval on it. You are giving them the key to turn the lock. You are empowering them to go forward with their agenda. That's, That's why true. I applaud you as a woman for standing up in the Republican Party, which I want to say right now, praise God that, Republican Party has parted, I mean, has partnered with the majority of the Christian stance. You know, for right now they do. And ever since I was 18, they have. Yeah. And I pray they do not come off any of that. You know what I mean? But the well, Republican yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The Republican Party, and I was telling people that in our nation we have two ways to go. People say, no, we'll start a third party. And then I'm like, yeah, but right now, if we have, the, if we have one of the two major parties that's partnering with our agenda, the Christian agenda, the kingdom of God agenda, okay, why would you want to separate votes? That's what you're doing. Yeah. When you're wanting to start a third party because you disagree with the president now and you disagree with what he stands for or whatever and so you think you want somebody more righteous over here, all you're doing is pulling votes away from the Christian votes. We've got well, to think, stand 
solidarity just like the Democrats do. And I want to say something else. The Democrats, they're all, everybody that's anti-Christian, everybody that's anti-Christian values have come together in unity under the Democratic platform. Now, am I wrong, sister? No, you're you're not wrong. And I, I, I agree with everything that you said. What people need to understand, you know, these people who want to start a third party, what they need to understand is, you know, if if we let if people let the devil corrupt the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, he'll just corrupt a, a third party as well. We don't need a third party. What we need is repentance in the Republican Party. That's what yeah. we need. You know, yeah. um, when 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 the church misbehaves. Jesus Christ doesn't say, well, I'm just going to start a whole new organization. He just says, repent. I'm going to yeah. clean up. I'm going to separate the goats from the sheep. I'm going yeah. to prune the sheep. You know, he just says, stop doing what you're doing and clean up your act. But I totally agree with you. Starting a third party that the enemy will eventually corrupt anyway is not the answer. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Democrats need to repent. But you know the Republicans. There are there are rhinos out there, actual rhinos, who um, are Republican. You know, Republican in name only, not in principle. Um, and, and you know the the the, the, the drop. The, excuse me. The swamp needs to be drained. You know, to use um, a popular hey. term when the president was running. The swamp needs to be drained. Uh, we need to get yeah. rid of the, the phonies. Um, the, the the people who are just you know selfishly in there for their own agenda and that sort of thing. And we need to we need a reset, and we yes. need to be unified, absolutely unified. The Democrats have decided that they're going to go as far left as they possibly can, as far away from God I as they possibly that. can. Now we yes. need to go as far towards God as we possibly can in repentance. That's the answer. Yes. And did you know that Israel is actually in the same boat we are? This I was shocked to find this out. They have got an election coming up in early April, and they are having the same battle, Brian. They are having the liberals trying to take the Israel, trying to take them off course towards a liberal agenda, which is anti-Christ agenda, and they're wanting to try to pull away from the far right, which they are calling fundamentalist, just like they call the people in the Republican Party that are the far right, they call them the fundamentalists. So it's fun. Don't you think that's funny that the same thing is happening in Israel? I, I, and I think that if it, I, I do, and I think that if people look at it spiritually, yeah. and not just through, not not just through their natural eyes, they will realize that anybody who is remotely associated with the one true God is having to deal with this. Yes. Okay. Um, there's a certain religion that's, that calls them the little Satan and us the big Satan, okay? So yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I, when I look at Israel's history and some of the mistakes that they've made that the church has repeated, I, I, I see cycles. You know, there is an association there because spiritually speaking, there's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that's been right. acknowledged in, 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 in the Judeo-Christian uh, family, so yeah. 
looking at it spiritually, I believe, is is an eye-opener as to why they are experiencing what we are experiencing. Yes. Well, sister, we're going to take a quick little commercial break and listen. Uh, we can go on with talking about the country or unless you have a word. Do you have a word? Um, I Did don't have... have- I don't really have a prophetic word per se, except to um, just encourage people, encourage Christians. Get All right, well, yeah. commercial. Okay. All right, one moment. Good evening, Bride. This is your host tonight, the president of We Are The Bride Ministries. I just want to take this time to thank you for listening to We Are The Bride Radio, WATV Radio, and for watching us on WATV.TV. Listen, Bride, this month is our four-year anniversary officially on the radio. We would like to thank all of our listeners across the world. It is a shocking fact that half of our listeners are in the United States and the other half is abroad. Thank you so much. It has been our pleasure to interview over 300 ministers in four years. It is our philosophy that we encourage you to be successful Because we need every person doing their part, every person to be successful in ministry. It's all about missions, you know, the mission that God has for you. So I speak blessings over all of you. Thank you for partnering with We Are The Bride Ministries. May God richly bless you, bride. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WATB Radio. Also, you can check us out, WATBRadio.com and WATB.TV and WeAreTheBride.US. God bless you, bride. Everybody in that room stood and applauded. We asked for greatness. It's greatness for our country and to renew our love and loyalty to one another as friends, as citizens, as neighbors as patriots and as Americans. There could be no better way to begin this exciting national adventure than the way America has always begun our greatest adventures by coming together in prayer. So today and every day, let us pray for the future of our country. Let us pray for the courage to pursue justice and the wisdom to forge peace Let us pray for a future where every child has a warm, safe, and loving home. Let us come together for the good of our people, for the strength of our families, for the safety of our citizens, for the fulfillment of our deepest hopes and our highest potential. And let us always give thanks for the miracle of life, the majesty of creation, and the grace of Almighty God. Thank you. It is an honor to be with you. 
God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you very much. Thank you. Brad, I wanted to play that because everybody that in that room stood and applauded. Was uh, the president at the uh, prayer breakfast that we recently held uh, in Washington D.C. And I thought, Miss Angela, that how epic that is to have a president that seeks prayer at every meeting he does. He loves prayer. He says that's the five greatest words that he loves to hear is, I pray for you, President. And we have that now. Angela, what do you think it is that is causing such division in the church that they cannot see uh, the blessing that we have prayed for for so long? Well, I, I think they're listening to the wrong voices. Um, and and uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be blunt here, and I don't mean I don't mean to stand on anybody or step on anybody's toes, but um, sometimes the truth is not pleasant. Jesus Christ said the truth will set you free. He didn't say it would make you feel good all the time, but if you um, are submitted to it, then you will experience freedom. And uh, yes. the voices that um, that people listen to are the voices, the leftist voices, uh, the extreme left, left voices in the Democrat Party and the liberal media. And uh, those voices have captured people's minds so that they cannot hear anything that is opposite of what they believe the, the truth is. Sometimes they don't want to hear it, I believe, but... Um, sometimes they just they can't hear it. Um, and um, witchcraft, you know, when people think of witchcraft, they they tend to think of you know you know some uh, an ugly old woman uh, standing in front of a black cauldron, you know. Uh, right. But 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 folks, let me biblically biblically speaking, witchcraft is really just the power of the devil. Released upon a person to do his will. At the end of the day, that's all it is. Any of us can be bewitched. Okay, I believe that in the Garden of Eden, Eve was bewitched because she ate the words of the enemy, internalized them, and rationalized a decision to eat of the forbidden fruit. Wow, that is a good analogy. That is the awesome. Lord, I never thought about it like that. The Lord gave that to me. You know, so that the, is listen, awesome. That's well, a thank good you. analogy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He gave that to me. You yes. know, one of the, one of the fruits, by the way, of of spending time with God. He will bless you like that. He'll give you insight. He He'll give you clarity. You know, and so yes. people are internalizing. And instead of getting up and spending time with the Lord and internalizing the word of God and asking for the mind of Christ, the first thing people get up and do is turn on the, 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 you know, the news, the liberal leftist media. And that is their time of devotion, so to speak. That is their time of consecration. They get, they, they get one mind with the world. And so when you come along and you say, hey, listen, you know, President Trump, he's a man just like you and me. He's imperfect, but God is working in that situation. Oh, but he did this. Oh, but he did that. And, and, you, and you, try, you try to put that in perspective. 
Yes. That is what I He's being used of God, though. Look at look at his fruit. Look at what he's doing. And they just will not listen to you. They won't hear you. You know, and it's because they have been bewitched. And, uh, Dr. June, I just think that for some people, they're just going to have to experience something very, very negative before they'll come out of it. Because I, I'm thinking right now of, of women that I go to church with, women that I love, Women that have a heart for the Lord, but at the same time, when it comes to this this area, I can't talk to them. They won't. They won't even give me an audience to 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 to, to speak with them in this area. Uh, Angela, so, I've got to ask you, as a beautiful African American woman, uh, has that been a challenge for you being Republican? Because I know a lot of my friends, even my friends on Facebook. Uh, that has been a great divide. It really has in the church, and it's a very tough uh, issue for us to address. Has that been uh, a challenge for you, sister? It has. Um, uh, when I, you know, I've had the, the, the occasional moment when another Christian woman, you know, African-American woman, has, you know, gotten very angry with me. You know, I've been shouted at, that sort of thing. And, um, yeah. it, it, you know, it's it's something that, you know, it, it's like I, I want to be careful making analogies here, but, you know, it's when a person cannot receive your words, all you can really do is just let it go and just keep praying and just depend on the Holy Spirit to eventually wake them up. One thing is for sure. This is this is very much for sure. I hope I hope your listeners are paying attention. One way or the other, God's going to get our attention. Yes. <laughs> we are either going to humble ourselves and listen, or we're going to be humbled. That's yeah, our that's choice. You. Amen. Well, the reason I asked that question is I was at the White House one day, and I was out there and I was praying you know, for the president, and uh, I was sitting next to this guy on a bench, and he was telling me, he said, I'm with an African-American group that's in there with the president right now, and I was like, really, you know, because I was there on behalf of WATV-TV, and I was like, oh, that's so exciting, and he said, yeah, they're all about to come outside, I was like, Lord, please let me cover this, you know, <laughs> so here they come. And they all had on their mega hats. And, I mean, it was like an army coming out. It was turning point with Candace Owens. And they come out there, and they did a press conference out there, and they was telling everyone that the African Americans have been lied to by the Democratic Party. So true. They ones that have held us in bondage. You need to wake up, people. That's what they was trying to tell everybody. And so that was my, really my first big eye-opener to it. Uh, so that's why I wanted to ask you today, like, if it's been a challenge for you for standing up for uh, Republican values. Because on my wall, on my Facebook wall, uh, I address this a lot because I know I have a lot of minister friends uh, of all races, you know, uh, that have... Uh, voted with the Democrats and I want them to see what God sees which is the stench before his nostrils of when we partner with 
vomit. When we partner with a rotten tree, you know, it, it causes us to be tainted, and Jesus is coming back after a bride without spot and wrinkle. You know, he's coming back after somebody that's not going to touch the unclean thing. And I try to tell them, I'm like, friends, there is no way you can ever tell me that you can pray and the Lord would ever put his stamp of approval on you voting for abortion or you voting for gay rights. There is no way God would ever give you permission to do that. I have, you know, so I'm praying that by the time the 2020 election rolls around, uh, that the church will wake up and come out of from among them. You see what I mean? Yes, I do. Yes. So, yes. in your word to the nation, what would you like to say to her? You have our attention. Well, uh, I I just want Christians, people who are professing the name of Christ and calling themselves Christians, um, I want them to think about something. You know, when they when they believe that they can, um, you know, vote for and support people who support things that God calls an abomination. I, yeah. I, want, I, I want them to read the, the book of Revelation, specifically the 20th chapter of Revelation, when one of the very last things that the Lord Jesus Christ is shown doing in the Bible is judging people before, you know, the, the next era, which will be uh, the era of, of the kingdom of God without any taint, without any, without any sin. I want them to, to try to reconcile the idea that God would now approve something that he's going to later condemn them for. You, you can't reconcile that. Um, right. Now, what you can do is you can deceive yourself about it, and you can rationalize, but you cannot reconcile the two. He is not even a good God if he would do that. He's not right. even good, you know. Um, and and I, I, I want, I say this because I want people to, to not be um, loyal to a political party, any party, but to just be loyal to the word of God. And the word of God will show you, if you're loyal to the Lord, he will show you what institutions you can support, remembering that no institution in this world will ever be perfect. Never. We would not need a Savior if we were perfect. That's not the point. The point is you want to support those institutions that honor God giving allowance for people to make mistakes, yet they honor God. And if, you know, the Bible says if you become a friend of this world, you make yourself an enemy of God. And so you can go to church and you can do every, check off everything on your religious checklist and still be headed to eternal damnation because of, of your fruit because you're going to come before God. All you're going to have when you stand before God is the fruit of your life. And if it's filled with worms and rotten, it doesn't matter that in this life you've impressed people because you've outwardly looked religious and good. That's all that I leave with the body of Christ. You know, think about that. Meditate on that. Pray about Go to the Word of God. I always tell people, don't take my word for it. 
go to God himself and to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, show me the truth about what I am supporting. Show me in your word. Show me through prayer. Throw me, show me through visions. Show me through dreams. Show me if you are happy about what I am supporting and what I am believing. And leave it, leave, let, let the Lord, the Holy Spirit, give you the last word on it. That would be my admonition to the body of Christ. Well, Angela, I've got to say this because I'm quoting what you're saying. I'm taking notes. Uh, ones that have partnered with that agenda, here is how they justify it. I know this because of all my different interviews and the people I'm uh you know, in contact with, is they have justified it by social justice, okay? Now, when I did the 40 days fasting and praying last year with We Are the Bride Ministries, uh, we had a team of 20 people in 2018 uh, where we repented to the Lord. This was a mandate from God to do this, to repent to the Lord on behalf of the church and on behalf of the nation for 40 40 idols that we have in this country before God. It was the most amazing prayer time ever. But wow. one of those idols was social justice. Yeah. When you put your culture, when you put social yeah. issues, when you put circumstances above the word of God, that is an idol. And I pray that people understand that, that you can make an idol uh, out of social justice, but that's how they justify uh, voting Democrat, although that platform supports everything Antichrist, because yeah. they say God would not want us to be racist, you know, which they've uh, gave the lie that the Republican Party is racist. Uh, God would not want to take the immigrants. He would not want to separate the families. And then I would tell them, no. You're totally misunderstanding God because God is a God of law and order. That's Don't right. Understand that. Because God says if you break a law, people, consequences. The Democratic uh, Party is based upon lawlessness. They want no boundaries. They want. They don't want the Christians set. We're the ones that really set the boundaries. And that's why they are so anti against us because they do not want those boundaries set. They don't want borders. They want to marry whoever they want to, even if it's a dog. Yeah. They the bestiality. Did y'all know that that there's actually laws on the books, uh, laws in the process to approve of uh, bestiality and all this other bunch of stuff. Love who you. I mean, there's no boundaries. Love who you want to love. Uh, do what you want to do. The immigrants can come over and see what they don't understand is when those parents who come from Guatemala and all these other places and they choose to bring these children up here hundreds of miles, they are choosing to put their own children in harm's way. Their right. actions are a result of their choice. That's so the right. consequence of whatever happens to those children falls on the parents. It doesn't fall on the United States that has rules. I mean, this is so ludicrous that you would think the church 
be able to see this with eyes wide open. You see what I mean, Angela? Yes, but when you have an idol, the first thing that the first thing that idol does is blind your mind. And you know the Bible says the Bible says you don't do evil that good may come. Yeah. So you, you you don't. I mean, righteousness means doing the right thing in the right way. You know, um, you can't be yeah. Robin Hood and be righteous. You 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 can't do that. And, and right. so um, uh, they you know when when you but but when you when you receive the idol and you and you worship the idol you know then then you begin to be unable to see the plain truth that's in front of you. And so yeah, the, the idolatry, the idolatry of social justice, I mean, see, the devil has a version of, a false version of everything that God is. Uh, who's more of a social justice warrior than the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, oh. God is, God is a, righteousness and justice are partners in the Bible. Everywhere you see righteousness, you'll see justice too. And so um, you can't do evil that good may come because um, then there's no, you, you, you're trying to do righteousness, but you're, you're doing it, you're, you're introducing injustice. Illegal immigration is another example of that, you know. And God does not intend, God intends for there to be boundaries in the world. I mean, he, when he gave Israel, when he gave the ancient Israelites their nation, he defined the boundaries of their nation. He, deba- he defined the boundaries of the Moabites. He defined the boundaries of he defines boundaries of every nation. Having boundaries is not evil, and um, as, as it has been pointed out so many times, not having a wall is, from a spiritual sense, not having walls is a shameful thing because then you don't have a filter uh, from keeping lawlessness out of your nation. It's even been pointed out that in the Bible, when you read the the, the, the end of, when you read the, um, the about the new heavens and the new earth, uh, the new Jerusalem is a city with walls. <laughs> and the walls, I think, I think the symbolism of the walls in that city is that not everybody gets to come here. You know, not everybody gets to go to the New Jerusalem. There's there are boundaries about who gets in. That's I believe that's the whole point of walls yeah. even in the Book of Revelation about the, the the New Jerusalem. So we are to have walls. We are to have boundaries first in our own lives. It always begins with the individual and the family. We are to have boundaries in society, and we are to have literal boundaries around our country. So that people yeah. can immigrate to our country in an orderly manner, because as you pointed out, Dr. June, God is not a God of confusion, as the Bible says. He is a God of order and of peace. And so you cannot justify um, all of the so the rapes that are occurring, the um, the sex trafficking that's occurring, the murder of innocent American citizens in the name of compassion. You cannot justify that and say, but we can't, you know, we can't have a wall. You cannot biblically do that. And so I'm just praying to God that people will hear that and understand that and repent from that. That is not of the Lord. I know it. Amen. Well, listen, we end all of our broadcast uh, praying for our guests. And listen, Bride, I want us to come together in agreement for Angela. I know, Angela, we didn't get to talk. Well, we got a few minutes if you want to talk about 
uh, any agendas that y'all have going on that you want the public to know about before we pray? Uh, no, I don't have any in particular. No, I'm just continuing to um, stand. Uh, if, if people are interested, I know of a, of a, of a number to call in to join a, a prayer group that prays for the president and the nation. I could share that if you want to, but yeah, other than that, I don't, uh, I don't have any. There a website where they can find out more about you, maybe? Um, I do not have a website at this time. I believe the Lord has bigger things for me in the future, but right now I don't have a website or anything like that. The most I can share with your I mean, can uh, they, is, they, is, 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 is there a website for the Republican women? Maybe? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. There's um, um, we have a Facebook page. Um, the Republican okay. of, yeah, it's, it's the Republican Women of Frederick County. If you just type that in, um, then it'll come right up. And if you just Google Republican Women of Frederick County, you should get our website as well. Very good. Okay, now listen, Brad, we're going to pray for Miss Angela. Now, you know we do this on every broadcast. We ask that the church across the world comes together in agreement because God brought them on the bre- on the website on the radio show for such a time as this because uh, they're on the brink of promotion. It happens every time. I don't know how it does, but uh, God wants us to partner with heaven uh, for you, for what God is about to, uh, the level that he's about to take you to, and we're going to pray that God will give you everything you need. Okay, sister? Thank you so much. Yes. Okay, Lord, we just come together in agreement for our sister in Christ, Angela McIntosh. Lord, we thank you for uh, the aunt, Lord, that took her in, even though she was imperfect. She took her in and she took care of her, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that uh, all of the residue of the things that happened to her uh, through all of that time, that you would reach down, Holy Spirit, into her roots and you would supernaturally wash and clean those roots because, Holy Spirit, only you can. Reach down in there and heal all of that residue and bring anything up that needs to be dealt with so she can be totally free of that. She may already be, but, Lord, I pray, too, that uh, I want to thank you, Lord, for her service that she has done in our country. Uh, Thank you for giving her the strength. In spite of all her past, she still um, had enough sanity to join the military and to spend that time serving our country, so we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for all the things that you have had her involved in, Lord, that has brought her to this place, that has molded her into the beautiful, mighty woman of God that you have called her to be, Lord. So today, the bride across the world, whatever day they're listening to this broadcast, we are in agreement, partnering with heaven, that the book that you wrote for her before time began, and you said if we want her destiny to look like this, and we want her to fulfill this mission, and and we want her to reveal this certain aspect of us, and all this, Lord, that you would fulfill that book in her life that she will fulfill all of the mandates that you have for her, Lord, with full excellence. And, Lord, that you will give her 
all of the tools and strategies that she needs to get there. The intercessors, the intercessors, the people that will give her buildings, people that will give her things, all the things that she needs to get over there. We partner with heaven for all of that to come to fruition in Jesus' name. Lord, give her wisdom in her decisions. Lord, heal her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord. Thank you for expanding her borders, Lord. And we thank you that in the battle that she uh, is involved in right now in the spirit, because we know that our battle is not with flesh and blood, it's with the principalities and the powers of the air. So in her territory over in Maryland, that she is fighting for, we, the bride, are in agreement to tear down every principality and power of the air, partnering, coming behind her in the spirit for those walls to come down and for your will to be done in the region you have put her over and empowered her over in Jesus' name. Lord, this organization, the Republican Women of Frederick County, Lord, I pray that you give them uh, unique ways to express their vision. Uh, whatever it is that you have called them to do, uh, Lord, give them express ways to do it online, uh, graphics, video, uh, websites, social media, uh, all the different things, maybe on the streets or whatever, but give them wisdom on how to do all that, Lord. We call it in to success. That organization and her life will be success. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do for her in the future, and we give you the honor and the glory and the praise because her story, Lord, is for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, sister, it's been an honor to have you on here today, but if you would pray for our ministry real quick and pray for the bride, we would appreciate it. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, we come to you, yes. Lord, in agreement, Father, for your will to be done, Lord God, for this wonderful ministry, Lord Jesus. Thank you for blessing me to meet this wonderful woman of God, Dr. June, Lord God. Thank you for that meeting. I know it wasn't coincidence. It was God incidents, as you taught me. It was a divine setup, and I thank you so much for it. Lord, I ask that you... Uh, be a wall of fire around Dr. June and around her listeners, Lord God. I pray for their protection, Lord God. I pray that um, you give them revelation, Lord Jesus, deeper revelation, richer revelation of who you are, Lord God Almighty. I pray that through the words that you caused me to speak, Lord God, that you unblind, veiled eyes and that you open up ears that have been deafened by the enemy, Abba Father. I pray, Lord, that um, you bring people before you, Lord, in repentance, in genuine repentance. I pray that you expose um, um, the bewitching of the enemy that has been done to people who have who, yes. who, who are listening to this, to the sound of my voice right now. Expose, Lord God Almighty. We know that yes. you are the true God, the one God, the only God, and the enemy is a fake God. He's a false God. He's a magician. Right. He's not real in terms of being God, and you have infinite power compared to his yes. limited power. We are praying that you rise up in your unsearchable, unfathomable, unfathomable greatness, and you yes, break Lord. the power of the enemy off of people so that they see 
the truth. I pray, Lord, that you see the truth, that I have no agenda except for your agenda, Lord Jesus. This is not about the Republican Party in and of itself. This is about doing your agenda, Lord God. I pray that you show that to them, and I pray, Lord God, that you bless Dr. June mightily in her efforts, Lord God. She has such a wonderful heart for you, a heart of of tenderness towards you. I pray that, Lord, that through this interaction and every interaction that she has with her guests, Lord, that you just draw her nearer to yourself, give her more of your goodness, more just pour out riches upon her, Lord, in terms of, 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 of obviously of spiritual riches, but also in terms of of, fine, of of physical riches, Lord God, that she can use, Lord, to to expand your kingdom and to have her needs more than met. I, I thank you for blessing me to meet this wonderful woman of God. I thank you for the listeners hearing me. I thank you for what you are doing um, um, for them through this prayer, and we just ask that your perfect will be done in all of this. In the most high name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Savior, our righteousness, amen. Amen, girl. That was an awesome prayer. Thank you so much. Listen, I really believe, I truly believe that Trump is going to win in 2020. Absolutely. Yeah, I believe. (laughs) I am so in agreement with you. Because God's people are praying, and that is God's man for the hour. He will win again. Yes. I'm really believing that, and uh, I don't know, like, who the Democratic uh, candidate will be, but uh, I do know that that their fruit is being exposed. Uh, That's the way I feel, that their fruit is being exposed. And I want to say one other thing before we get off here. I was in the House Chambers. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was my first time in there, and I was in there praying. And I looked over, because this is where Nancy Pelosi's reign is, you know. And I looked over, and there, right above her head where she stands, and by the way, this was right after the president did that State of the Union speech. So it was like um, a couple of days after he was in there. And I looked up over her head, and there are the words, In God we trust. And I was like, this righteous indignation come over me. I was like, what? That is what she's wanting to take down? God we trust off the building? Because she can't stand it being over her head saying, In God we trust? And so I just spoke to that spirit. I said, you will not remove that out of this building or out of our culture or out of our history in Jesus' name. Amen. How ridiculous. But now they're wanting to remove uh, in God we trust off of people that become um, commissioned in or whatever they call it, you know, into office in D.C. Right. Yeah, they want that taken off. I'm like, and you're a minister voting with that. Like, if you cannot see that above all the other things, I don't know what's wrong with your radar. You see what I mean? Yeah. Only to get God out of the government. But anyway, well, sister, I pray that you have a blessed day, and thank you for being our guest today. It was my total pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, have a good day. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. Hey, Brad, before we go, I'm going to play the national anthem. I feel so patriotic. Here we go.